0: what's up everybody good evening good evening thank you for tuning into this episode of according to sasha podcast conversation series so we're here to officially kick off the first episode of the third season yes i know i was with you last week that was a special episode but tonight i have my special guest with me for the conversation series miss lapora Lindsay. she is a career coach and a speaker and she's going to drop some gems about you know you know, self-improvement, you know, career development, all the good stuff, whatever the conversation take us. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. But before we bring her up, I just want to say thank you to everyone for, you know, helping us to have a wonderful first two seasons. And I know we're going to kick off the third season. It's going to be a short season because we have the holidays, but we're here again with, with another, um, Lineup of amazing entrepreneurs and professionals in their own industry. So, you know, where we at, you know, what I love for you to do. So you got to like, follow and share, like, follow and share all of our platforms. We are on LinkedIn now, you guys. So, hey, LinkedIn, um, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and then we also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, google all uh, the list at the bottom it goes on and on and on. that's where we are and i am so thankful that you guys are helping us to do everything that we're doing for the people that we're bringing onto the platform so thank you again i am truly appreciative um trying to think is there anything else i need to tell you guys before i bring lapora on um, i will not be with you next week so we will not have the conversation series next week but i may go live but i'll be going live from paris you guys oh my gosh can you believe it last season i was talking about going now i'm like leaving wednesday you know it's just like that and we're here so i want to thank everybody for purchasing the book um the truth about entrepreneurship keys to management wellness if you haven't purchased it yet go ahead do it we're on amazon goodreads barnes and noble you know we're out there um go to the website and you can just get the book from there and then um yeah and continue to vote i am part of the fab over 40 contest you guys so i will be posting it everywhere i need you to continue to vote because I'm really trying to, you know, see what we could do with this. Okay. So there are daily votes. If you do happen to pay for a vote, it is a charitable contribution because it is October at breast cancer awareness month. So the charity we are supporting is the national breast cancer foundation. Okay. So just know that if you say, look, Sasha, I want to get you 10 votes. I'm going to pay $10. No, that's a contribution, a charitable contribution that you're making to a, a nonprofit. Okay. Um, So I am not going to delay any longer. I will be right back with Miss LaPora. Entrepreneurship, small business, something that everybody would love to do, making their own money. And this is what we will be talking about, one, according to Sasha. Hey, LaPora, how are you? I'm good, Sasha.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you being on the show and helping us to kick off the third season. So it's like the first episode of the third season of According to Sasha podcast. And you know, you're know, you going to grace us with all your gems and everything that you have in your world. And I just have one question I need to ask you. And that is, who is Lapora Lindsay?
1: So I am many things, but I I guess uh, professional-wise, if I had to sum it up, it would be a a career confidence whisperer. I am Mm. someone who I really love supporting people from behind the scenes, just really letting people know that, you know, what it takes in order to recognize your self-worth, in order to learning how to handle rejection, all of these things which can result in having confidence, uh, being a supporter. And uh, yeah, I'm also a mother. I'm also a wife, a daughter, a sister. So all those things. But professionally speaking, a, a career confidence whisperer is is what I am.
0: Or who I, I am. love that. I love that career confidence whisper. Like so. So, what was it about that type of authoritative um, title that you walk in? <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know what brought you to that place of saying, you know what, I am a whisperer.
1: Uh, so number one, I'm I'm an introvert and not only am I an an introvert, but I'm also for the longest time I was, I'm pretty reserved now, but I was also considered shy growing up, but I still had this quiet confidence about me, Mm -hmm. uh, And I always felt like when I saw or identified other people who didn't have that, there was always a part of me that wanted to share that. Mm -hmm. Again, it wasn't where I felt like I needed to be in the forefront in order to do that. I felt like just, you know, providing encouraging words, saying, oh, you got this, you know, and just having these conversations on the sideline. Mm -hmm. I felt like helping people within their careers, as far as having those conversations, helping those people in their careers, I felt like that's kind of where that whispering came from, because after those conversations, so many people would end up taking action on those things or start towards that that particular uh, area. And so that's kind of how I... I came with that career confidence whisper. <laughs> yeah
0: you know i love that because you, you know you're saying so many things that i can identify with and and just like we talked about so many people that you talked to and after those conversations they took action and that's like one of the things that i used to tell a lot of people because before i was you know out here all in the forefront as a business strategist i was doing that years ago but with People that always came to me. We had conversations, people with my friends, referrals. And, and then I was just like, look, I'm confident. If you just take this and run with it, you're good, you know? Yeah. and. And people like us because that shows that you have a a, a given nature. You know, you are just like, hey, look, I just want you to be the best of who you could be and keep on going. And so I really love that. And then the second thing I could identify with, I know some of my viewers might be like, oh, she do not seem like she's a, have anything to do with an introvert. <laughs> you know, I am. I, I call myself an ambivert now because you know right. I know how to pop out and be extra, and then come back and be like, oh, <laughs> I've got to go and just kind of hermitize myself. But um. Yeah. How do you, you know, as you're saying that you're an introvert, how do you balance that out? Because, you know, now you're in the forefront. You're not just behind the scenes when you're really building your brand.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I I try to take note of and and continuously do is um, the seven seven effective, the seven habits of highly effective people, Mm -hmm. right? Written by uh, Stephen Covey. One of the things that's mentioned in that book, is remaining more interested Mm -hmm. than you are interesting Mm -hmm. and so for me even though i am pushing myself to the to the forefront because you know with writing a book and with my business that is required it Mm -hmm. still is based on the conversations that i'm having with people Uh, it's still based on the information that i'm sharing is because people are interested in these topics. Mm -hmm. My clients have questions about these, the people that I have had contact with. And so in doing that, number one, it takes the weight off of me of finding something uh, to say, (laughs) finding (laughs) something, you know what I mean? And then when people are listening to me, it is not necessarily me that they're listening to, but honestly, it's a reflection Mm -hmm. of the questions that they have, the thoughts that they have. And sometimes maybe even, affirmation or com- of confirming some of the things that they needed to hear mm-hmm. said out loud. You-, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's all of those things, but just keeping that in mind that it's not really about me, but it's about the work that I'm doing for other people mm-hmm. that really helps. Um, and so it keeps me energized um, while I'm doing it. But as, as, as soon as I can like, you know, take a break and step back and Sitting quiet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what
0: I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I know the feeling because I could do that, especially, you know, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because I know that there are a lot of people out there who identify with being an introvert and, you know, and I see a lot of groups, especially business groups that I'm in, you know, you have people that says, yes, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, but they're building their business wrapped around that personality and yeah. seeing how, like yourself, like how do you maneuver around it and make it work for you and those that you're working with. And so... And when you made that statement about, you know, afterwards, you just go back and just relax and just kind of get to yourself. (laughs) Got to recharge, yeah. (laughs) Because it pulls a lot out of you. It does, you know, and it's like I remember going to like networking events, especially prior to the pandemic. And I was always in a networking event. And I just take that deep breath. Like, look, I have a purpose for building my business and I know I have to connect. So let me just push past what that other parts, saying, oh, you don't want to connect with anybody. Just stay in the shadows or whatever. But I knew yeah. I had to do that. So I would just take that deep breath and just go in like I'm going in the deep. And, and yeah. I just put on that smile and just keep going, keep going. And as soon as it's over, I'm just like, oh. And it's so <laughs> exhausted. And I just like, you know what? I don't need a networking event for the next two days. Let me just <laughs> replenish myself and everything. You know, you got nervous, sweats, everything going on because you're yeah. so focused. But when you're driven... You know, you you don't think about those things because you look at the fact of okay, number one, yes, this is my business. Number two, it is people out here that I can serve and that I can help. You right. know, so when you really anybody's out there that's listening and that you're battling that, you know, that that balance and want to make that balance, then you definitely push past it, find a way to push past it, like Lapora has. Um, so I want to kind of get into um, the career coaching part of it um how did that you know become a tangible business for you um so
1: questions like this are are so hard for me because it's not necessarily one thing it's like a series of events Mm -hmm. and it just kind of leads to like this is the option (laughs) 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 so for me um i'm a military spouse and so with that one of the things that constantly uh happens is i I have to always resign from my jobs Mm -hmm. because we're moving Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to keep our family physically together as long as possible um, whenever we can. And so with that, it it came a time where I was already working in career services for years. I've I've been in this particular industry for 13, 14 years Mm -hmm. and doing the job, but doing it for other companies uh, or other organizations. And so with, you know, resigning, it's kind of like, well, I had a business before, like years ago. My kids were younger and I was like, I'm not going to revisit this until the kids get older Mm -hmm. and they're older now. And so it's like, well, maybe this is the opportunity to kind of explore that again, to Mm -hmm. explore that a little bit. Um, So that came like the business aspect of it. But as far as the passion, I've always had a passion for being able to encourage people, inspire people Mm -hmm. and the struggles that I have had with self-worth and that I've had with rejection, being able to take my experience and overcome it and those challenges and the people that I have helped and then continue to kind of take all of that information and move that forward in order to help somebody else. Because why not? Like there's so, there's so much and not every career is going to have pain, but I know that from my experience and the people that I've talked to, a lot of people don't feel valued Mm -hmm. uh, in the jobs that they have. They don't feel like they have anything to offer. They feel like there's a certain level or a certain status that they have to be at before, um they are they are able to have validation and so I saw that as a as an issue as a challenge mm-hmm. and so with my business is just really coming in and being able to address that and provide that support, inspiration and some tangible strategies that people can apply as well.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, because that actually leads me to my next question because you know I was gonna ask you like how do you really like pair that self-worth with career or professional development? Um, You kind of touched on some of the things there, but if you could dig into it a little deeper, because I'm quite sure that a lot of people that's watching, you know, I have a lot of people um, who are entrepreneurs. Some of them are entrepreneurs and uh, working nine to fives. And then you have just those who are career focused. And the pandemic has shifted a lot of things around and there are so many narratives out here. Um, So what would you say is like, how do you really pair the self worth with career and professional development. So
1: uh, one of the the things that I do is I'm a certified professional resume writer, and so I take when I'm working with my clients, that's one of the primary areas that we work on. And it's the most tangible as well. Like so, we're not necessarily building on uh, the the part of confidence that you can't see, but we're building on the part of confidence that shows up on your resume, shows yeah. up on your application. And so with that, I've found that one of the things that people struggle with is when they are writing their resumes, it's well, what do I put down? And there's mm-hmm. several different challenges that I see. Sometimes people put every single thing on the resume. I'm like, stop it, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Well, they do it because they feel like Um, like where they are now and what they've done Mm -hmm. that's relevant is not enough. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that self-worth comes in, where they're feeling like they have to prove uh, even more so. But it's not about that. It's about how do you make yourself useful? How do you add value? Mm -hmm. That's where that self-worth comes in. Because no matter what that position is, everyone has a way to to add value. It's about examining and evaluating how you do that. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working with people, it's about looking at your position that you have now, and being able to figure out how can we put this in your resume? It doesn't, we don't have to go back 20 years to do that. We don't have to put down every single task that you've done, mm-hmm. but it's about just worrying it and understanding it and understanding that what you're putting down is enough as long as it's relevant. Um, the, the second part of, of helping people with self-worth and rejection is that rejection um, aspect, which is sometimes people don't want to apply for jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're tired of it because they're tired of facing that rejection. And for that, there's actually a model that I use. We go through uh, several different steps, but one of them uh, is for with fear, mm-hmm. which is essentially just exposing yourself, knowing that you're going to expose yourself to that rejection and then trying to figure out. What can you learn from it? Mm-hmm. And I didn't say what can you do differently because if you focus on what you can do differently, you're going to be nitpicking as far as, well, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I I, I did this wrong. But if you ask the question, what can I learn? Mm-hmm. Then sometimes you'll find that maybe you did check all of the boxes, but maybe there's some other elements that are going on there. Maybe the company isn't hiring. Maybe they hired someone internally. So really mm-hmm. just getting my clients to see that is so important because then it kind of it, it does its own internal energizer where, they know that they may get rejected, but then they also understand that not all of the time when you get rejected, is it you? Very rarely is it you, mm-hmm. but it's just the situation that you are a part of. So mm-hmm. those are just two of the things. There's many things, but those are just the two that I'll I'll bring out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and those are really good points. And I am just going to say, everybody who's watching, if you have questions tonight, this is the time to, you know, drop it down in the chat. And that way, you know, if you are like, Going to look for a new job, or if you're not working and you're going to work, um, these are the this is the time right now to ask questions um, while we have the quarter here because she's really giving some very valuable information when it comes down to you know just really developing yourself and your self worth and being able to go out there and just own that space of you know wanting to find that right job for yourself um, because a lot of that you know people don't really think about the fact of I can walk in my authority, even as an associate or an employee for a business. And, you know, it, and that's where that self-worth come in at. I know a um, quick example for even for myself, you know, a big part of my story I've been really sharing a lot lately is the fact that, you know, I, I worked for a company for 20 years. I got laid off, but it took me two years to find a job. I wasn't trying to at the same time, (laughs) because I started building my business, became a full-time entrepreneur, but at the same time, you know, I was just like, in the beginning before everything took off with my business, I was really looking for a job, and I'm like, okay, I have all these skill sets, I have degrees, I have experience, I have all these things, but no one was hiring, you know, like, I would apply, but I didn't get hired, and so that does play on your confidence because you're like, what's going on? You know, you could be um, fresh out of college, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't have enough experience or you could be over 35, 40 or so forth and be like, okay, maybe they're not hiring me because I'm not the age that they're looking for. You know, so many different factors, like you said, you know, it's not always, it's not you, it could be within that company. And so, um, oh my gosh, this is like really, really good because my next question would be with the pandemic, you know, a lot of people, you know, they found out that working remotely was the thing. Then you had people just like, look, I'm not even going to work. I'm going to collect these checks. <laughs> and and but now it got to a point where it created a hole within the job market. You know, even though on the news, like, oh, the job market is fine, but there are some big holes there and yeah. some companies were struggling trying to find employees or to hire people now because now everything is kind of balancing itself out again and people are going out looking for jobs but so what would be some of the like the top three tips that you can give someone to say look you take ownership in this because now you the you can leverage the the opportunities that people really you know they have the need for someone with your skill set
1: yeah so the first thing uh I would recommend, honestly, regardless of of where anyone is uh, is trying to go, is they need to be focused. I can't tell you how many people (laughs) start the job search and they don't know where they're focusing on. I'm like, what are you doing? And the reason why I say that is because it takes up so much time. So if you... Or saying, hey, I want to be an administrative assistant. Oh, it would really be nice to be a phlebotomist. And oh, oh my gosh, I think I really want to be a teacher. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with all of those different things. But when your attention is on all of those at once, you only have so much energy. And now your energy is dispersed amongst like different avenues. And so I think that it's really important to prioritize, number one, what it is that you want to do, Um, and to speak with other individuals who are in the career field uh, that you want to go into. Uh, Something called informational interviews, where you're scheduling 15, 30 minutes, somebody who has a position that you possibly want to get into. Mm -hmm. Figure out how they got into that field, so that way you can figure out what skills are commonly seen and commonly used. Um, Look at job postings, three to five job postings. Don't worry about where they're located, but just more so look at the tasks and responsibilities that they have there, Mm -hmm. because that also lets you know what is generally expected in the field. So once you focus in, you have an understanding of what's required, Mm -hmm. and then you know what you can leverage. Because it's it's easy to say that, oh my gosh, I'm a really good uh, communicator, or I'm really good at these software programs. But if that's not the trend, for that particular position or role, it, it doesn't mean much. So mm-hmm. staying up to par by focusing, doing your research, I think is going to be the primary way in order to be able to determine what you can leverage um, as you are out there uh, during the p- pandemic, figuring out what is a hot commodity versus what's something that's no longer trending for uh, qualifications. Yeah,
0: that's that's good. I was looking at the comments and someone, let the see, Ari stick to one plan and don't be scared to apply lots of companies will train you. Yes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Just stick just stick with one and and see what happens, but then also if you stick with one, um one of the things that a lot of times people forget is that if there are certain programs out there or or that you want to try that you see that oh my gosh, I don't have any experience in that, sometimes they offer free trials. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sign up for one of those free trials. And get some training in, some free training to see, like, how you can utilize those skills. So you can wait for the company or you can, you know, think outside the box and just start using free resources that are that are out there and available for you.
0: That's that's really good. So what would be your um, your viewpoint on I've been hearing a lot of people talk about intrapreneurship? Yeah. So so can you, you know, give me your viewpoint on that. Like, how do you see that b- being um, an asset for an entrepreneur? I mean, not entrepreneur, but an employee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's really just about being the best at mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. And when I say the best, it is the best that you have to give. I'm not talking about comparing yourself to you know, the Jacksons, the Joneses, the whoever's like, it's comparing yourself to you. How do you add value wherever you are? I like to say stay adding value. So how do you stay adding value? How do you continue to make yourself useful? So in, when it comes to entrepreneurship, it really is about what can I do at the company that I'm in or the organization that I'm working in that is going to make a positive impact Mm -hmm. and that impact may be direct or it may be indirect Mm -hmm. honestly that part doesn't even matter but it's about making taking intentional actions in order to create that impact and Mm -hmm. that is how you um really dominate the entrepreneurship field is because now you're you're the best at what you do because no matter what position you're in you're finding a way to be able to to maximize the impact within that role.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, and that intrapreneurship is, is a new word. You know, yeah. it's always, every year there's a new word. Every six months there's <laughs> something new to apply. And I know, like, paying attention to that and just listening to you just now, you know, just thinking about even with my past, you know, professional experience, that's how I always carried myself. You know, anytime I'm on a job, it's like, how can I add value? You know, how yes. the little bit that you do can benefit the overall company. And then you build on that. And, you know, like I built on that and I was able to really move around and move up in a company that I was working with. And then being, you know, because of the pandemic, I did take on a nine to five as well as me running my business and the brand and everything and finding myself in a position where, you know, even that, has been something that I'm able to leverage with programs that I'm writing and all these other things. So, you know, people, I would just say that whenever like you listen to this interview and taking down all these gems, you know, you have to realize that everywhere you go, you're going to bring yourself and your skill sets and everything that you have, the gifts and the authority that you have. And you just move in and you flow in it and just know that even if you don't feel appreciated on your job, mm-hmm. you still... Add value because that value that you're adding to that job is still increasing the value of yourself, and you can take that wherever you go, even into business, into being an entrepreneur. So, I just people are just jumping in in the chat. Hold on, you got some more, <laughs> I got some more to put up here. Okay, uh, hey Chantel. let's see. Yes, that gives one realistic expectations about the position. So, she popped on in on uh, uh, something you had said, like maybe. Five minutes ago, <laughs> we got caught up in the conversation. <laughs> so thank you, Chantel, for commenting. And the us see back again. Lots of places will give you training as well as free online programs. So just going back to the whole free training. Um, and there's so many different sites you could go to. Um, like you said, if you stay focused and you kind of identify that one area um, that you want to pursue, and if that is something that you know you're going towards, Find those programs, you know, the online training, free, Google have them, Facebook has it, HubSpot, um, com. they have a lot. It's especially for digital marketing and yeah. everything else. So if you want to go into that space, there's so many different programs that are out there. Let's see what else. Uh, oh, so Ari also said you have to find the hole in the company and figure how to fix it or add a better plan.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: and And that's a value statement in itself right there. Um, because, you know, that's what, it comes back to that. Even if you don't feel like they value you, they still see what you're doing. You oh know. yeah. Absolutely. They, they see what you're doing. So it's just like, you know, they yeah. it, it, it's there, even if they don't show it. but as long as you walk in that confidence and this was the whole thing is about that self-worth and the confidence with it. Um, but you also have a book. I do. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me about this book that you have.
1: So it's called uh, Bottom of the Food Chain, and as you may have guessed, it it really is about adding value wherever you are. Uh, So I use an analogy throughout the book of the nature's food chain, the the ecosystem, Mm. and we oftentimes those it's so you have the top of the food chain right we often hear you know we want to make it to the top you know we think about like the the bosses the ceos or the people who are just like the shot callers um but then you have the people who aren't that (laughs) (laughs) who are the exact opposite and it's really just about allowing identifying how you offer that value Mm -hmm. um because it's, it's not a, it doesn't have to be a, a killed or be killed type of society. But what it is, is that even if you're in a position which was in the past seen as a position of, oh my gosh, you're at the bottom. You can't, you can't do anything there. Like nobody wants to be there. There is a lot to be said for what happens there. When you look at the food chain, it, even though everything is kind of intradependent, it starts somewhere. And typically it starts at the bottom. Um, and so that's all I'll I'll say specifically about the <laughs> book, because I want people to go out and buy it. <laughs> but um, it's just really about understanding the value that you have where you are. And that's not to say that you can't work your way up. But it is to say that wherever you are in your career, mm-hmm. taking the time to be in that moment and to realize the type of impact that you can make from mm. being right there.
0: Yeah, that's really good. You know, because a lot of people use that saying a lot, you know, oh, I'm at the bottom of the food chain at my job, or I'm just at the bottom of the totem pole. Like, they don't see me or whatever. But like you said, just pull it from in yourself and just make sure you're bringing that value and impacting um, wherever you are, you know, and just level up and just grow from there. I really love this. um, Oh, hold on. We got another one. Can you ask? Okay, so Ari's asking. (laughs) Crabs in the barrel. How do you feel what? about crabs in the barrel? What? Is... <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Okay. So are you talking so... about cooking the crabs? Is that, is that the? <laughs> so, so crabs I'm in the barrel. So so okay. So crabs in the barrels okay. is saying like when people, um, if somebody's rising up and people around them are pulling down, you know, like you don't get the support because there's like so much competition, um, things oh, of that nature. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. So uh, so I guess in relation to being at the bottom of the food chain, I guess, is that what is, um, so with that, um, I mean, yeah, that it happens, it happens. And, and honestly, even if you're, you're moving up or just trying to move forward, Mm -hmm. like people are going to always be in a place where they're going to want to pull you down, where they're going to want you to be on the same level as them. Um, But there's, I mean, it's it's kind of hard because I don't I, I've kind of I've heard the saying before, but I'm yeah. not super familiar with it, so it's kind of hard to address it. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest about that part. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, just knowing that even if people are pulling you down, like there's still a way to 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 work your way work your way back up. And who knows? Uh-huh. I mean, do you really want to get to to the top in that situation?
0: Because aren't the people at the top going to be the ones that get cooked first? <laughs> mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. You like that. The, those crabs be in that pot. The water be boiling and be like, ooh, yeah. But you know, sometimes you know people do. You know, experience that. You know, just what you just said. And with the competition, and you know, you could be on your job. You could have clicks you can have everything and people find out when you're you're that one that, that maybe your boss always calls on you know yeah. and then you might walk by and you hear all the whispers and things like that you know so in a sense, that's like that rejection but coming from yeah. your peers you know your co-workers on that job because it's like oh you know we don't they don't really talk to you they don't do anything else but you always hear your name somewhere and so I would just say you know in addition to what you just mentioned in you know talking about the craps in a barrel And if anybody's ever experiencing that, you know, you still just add value, still smile, just keep going, you know, because I know it could be out there on a lot of jobs and people can experience that. Um, But don't don't worry about all that other stuff, the extra stuff. Um, But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and see, um, make sure I don't have any more comments here. (laughs) Okay, so let me... Let's see, yes, when you're coming through the food chain and moving ahead, you're going to have people... Okay, yeah, so it's just that. Yeah. So that's when, and you start at the bottom of the food chain. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, so this has been a great conversation. This has been so very good. So I will ask you, before we close, know um, you dropped a lot of gems this whole night. So what would be maybe like your... So. To close out with, you know two positive impactful phrases or words or um tips or anything that you can give people out there that's watching uh
1: so um the first one would be priority and sacrifice Mm -hmm. so especially with all of the changes in the in the job market depending on what you want you're going to have to determine what your priorities are Mm -hmm. And when you select your priority, something is going to have to be sacrificed. So, for instance, uh, if you decide that um, you want to work from home, the salary may not be as high. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the sacrifice because your priority is to work from home. Or if your priority is being able to make more money because you need money financially to support your family, then your priority at that time is going to be, you know, making the money. You may be at a job where you aren't necessarily valued. You may be, uh, at a job where you, you don't love, but you, you need the money and you're getting the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like that priority and sacrifice, but also just understanding that the priority and the sacrifice doesn't, it's its only temporary. It doesn't have to be permanent. So mm-hmm. even if your, uh, your current priority is money so that you can set yourself up for later, just keeping that in mind yeah. that it is temporary. And, um, So the priority and sacrifice, and as I said before, just stay adding value, like seriously, just look for ways for you can make impact. Ever since I've been open to the idea that there's always the opportunity to do that, I can't tell you how many times I see it on a daily basis, not even just from me, but from the people that I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. I see people adding value daily, and it's amazing.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Somebody's doing one more question before we close out. I just want to acknowledge everyone. So Veronica is asking regarding resume writing is a two page resume the right length to have, even if you are mentoring or mentioning what is appropriate for the position so yeah it it
1: and you're gonna hear um a lot of people say this often like the length pretty much any answer for resume writing the most correct answer is that it depends mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so with that it depends on. How, much, uh, how many years of relevant experience that you have. Uh, it, it also depends on the level of position that you are applying for. Um, the, the general scope, the, the easiest way for me to sum it up is you want to be able to display effectively how qualified you are for the position in the least amount of words. So I'll say that again, you have to be able to effectively explain how qualified you are for the position in the least amount of words. So I'm not saying that you need to knock it down to one page. I'm not saying keep it to two. I'm saying, depending on that position and depending on your experience, you wanna just get to the point, um, address it, but make it effective. And so if you need two pages to do that, hey, you take those two pages to do that. The one thing is that if you're going into that second page at least go into a page and a half. Sometimes people go into the second page and it's like a quarter. And I'm like, y'all, at least, at least, at least do the half of the second page.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's that's a good. That was a good question, Vernica, and that was an excellent answer. I mean, you want to definitely be straight to the point, be effective with it, and you, you know, you want to make impact. You know, you want to create yeah. impact. Just like you know, if you are writing content for a social media post or anything like that, if in our entrepreneurship world we want to make impact so that's how it is like even the resume you want to make impact but like lapora said make it effective straight to the point and don't do a whole nother paragraph on a second page <laughs> so thank you so much for all the the wonderful advice and the tips and everything this conversation has been so beautiful everybody go and follow lapora she's on facebook linkedin and instagram all her information is right here and for everyone who is listening to the podcast Lapora's information is on the title page for the description page for the podcast as well so Lapora, thank you so much for gracing us tonight open up this third season with so much information it's been such a pleasure having you here tonight
1: Thank you, Sasha. I appreciate the opportunity to be here.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. And everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight. And remember that in everything you do, be great and command your day. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.